This is The Healthy Sensitive, episode 28. Welcome everybody to The Healthy Sensitive. I'm Leah Burkhart, your hostess on the show. And today what I wanna talk a little bit about is the idea of adaptability. Highly sensitive people tend to be pretty observant of their surroundings, which, I mean, it's not just that they're observant, but they tend to be pretty perceptive, at least of subtlety. And of course, it depends on how much bandwidth we've got. We can be downright oblivious to our surroundings if we're busy sort of stuck in our own heads. So definitely allowing for that. But as a rule, we don't like conflict. That's just a thing. I know I've mentioned this on more than one occasion. On top of that, we we find it to be particularly rewarding when other people are pleased by what we're doing for them. So it's two elements that are coming in at the same time. On one hand, we really want to please people because on the other hand, we really don't want to displease people. And the intensity of both of those experiences are visceral for highly sensitive people. So we learn to adapt. Part of why I think we do this is because it's a survival technique. We're trying to figure out how to blend in. We don't like extra attention, so we figure if we could just start to behave like everybody else, maybe they wouldn't notice our secret, our dirty little secret that we are intense beings and that we're struggling underneath the surface of things when we're trying to engage in the world on the world's terms. Therefore, and the other part of it is given that we're so perceptive and we're picking up on really subtle cues, we can become very good at mimicking the the look and feel of a person who is not sensitive. We learn, oh, at least let me speak from my own experience. I've watched people who look relaxed. Uh, My dad, for example, is extremely relaxed when he's in a social gathering. And I I look at him and I see his mannerisms and his physical cues. He tends to, his chest is open. Uh, He makes a point of never sort of crossing his arms around himself. He doesn't burrow inward. So everything about his body language says, hi, I'm here, please talk to me. Everything about his expression is uh, alive and he can see all of these, he's animated. And so people are drawn to him. I figured out very quickly, oh, so people like that. And I started to play with it. In college, too, I can remember, I think there was an art credit that I needed. You know how there's general education requirements in your bachelor's degree. You have to satisfy a Q for quantitative and you have to satisfy an A for art. So when I had to satisfy an A, I decided to do something way outside of my comfort zone and go into theater. I had no intention of being an actress, but it seemed like something that would be a useful skill, you know, having public speaking skills and getting used to trying on new things. Some of the exercises that they had me do were really interesting. Uh, They had me try and uh, engage in a language that was just gibberish, like make up a language on the spot and start talking to other people and try and get your message across. And it's like, and you hear all these people with this like gurbling, bubbly noises. Uh, It actually sounded very similar to a bunch of infants. I'm not going to (laughs) lie, but uh, it was it was really uncomfortable for me because I don't like looking foolish and I had to look really foolish to do this thing. 
But I think, and I was just talking with a friend of mine about this, one of the most potent uh, exercises that we did, and I really appreciated it. So uh, I was giving a speech. We were all supposed to select a short excerpt from a speech that we resonated with, appreciated, liked, whatever. And I believe I chose something, I think it was Drummond, I was choosing from the Scopes Monkey Trial, something, Inherit the Wind. And I started to speak, and the instructor sort of like, yeah, 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 that's interesting. Um, she said, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to start at the top of the stairs. And it was a really neat place that we were occupying. We were actually outdoors in sort of an outdoor, if you want to call it a cinema or a, I wouldn't call it a coliseum. It was really small, but it did have a stairway that went up relatively high. She said, I want you to start way at the top of the stairs and begin your speech and then start walking down as you're talking. And then as you get to the bottom, of course, your volume is going to come down with your proximity to your audience. And I engaged in this exercise, and it was so neat to, to, to feel the difference between hello, like having to quiet down as I got closer. And as I'm thinking about it now, it, it was sort of such a perfect metaphor for my experience as a highly sensitive person. I've had to craft a skill set around, okay, when do I need to be loud? When do I need to be quiet? When do I need to look like this? When do I need to look like that? And I've gotten so good at it. I mean, maybe I'm not good at it. I don't know. But I've, uh, feedback I've gotten from people around me is such that they'd be like, they, I didn't know you were an introvert or I didn't know you were a highly sensitive person, which is lending me the impression that I'm, I'm succeeding at being so adaptable and sort of blending into my environment. So that's one piece. I, I promise this will, this will feel like a bunch of tangents, but when it comes together toward the end, it'll, you know, it'll fit. So something else to consider. In my childhood, I had kind of a, I want to call it rocky, but when I say rocky, I don't mean violent necessarily. Uh, just all over the place. Uh, the up, down, over, and out that Frank Sinatra sings about is something I felt on my own skin. And I learned how to adapt to each of those environments because I had to learn how to adapt to each of them. So I don't know if I would have learned that, uh, been working out that muscle irrespective of whether or not I was sensitive or not. Or what, and or whether my sensitivity lent itself to being a little bit more intensely uh, active in trying to make that adaptability work. But I do know that when it comes to expressing my needs and really putting my foot down, that's challenging for me. I, I am living, breathing water. I mean, I sort of go down whatever canal has the deepest rivet. And I've been told by others that because of that, it can be uncomfortable to be around me. And I imagine this might be true of other highly sensitive people because it's not necessarily clear where I'm standing. I heard a line recently from a colleague of mine, and I don't know who the original, uh, I don't know, quoter, person, speaker, I don't know who the original person was, but it was a quote she was reciting. And is, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that caught my attention. Because my, when exposed to a new idea, I'm always open to the new idea. I play with it. I try it on. I read a new book and I think, wow, that's so cool. Uh, I read Homo Deus a, a few months ago. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so true. He, he was making a case that human beings are sort of striving toward immortality and almost a, a godlike existence where we can determine our own fate and live forever while we're doing it. It's like, dude, that's so true. We are kind of striving for that, aren't we? And this and that. And 
Maybe that is why we're always doing what we're doing. But then the next book comes around and says, no, 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 the human condition looks like this, and this is where we're going. And suddenly I'm transfixed by that concept. But as quickly as it comes in and fills my whole being, it also exits it right on out. It's like, that was interesting, and then it moves through. And there isn't a whole lot that sticks with me. Uh, most of it sort of, again, comes in, it comes out, and it's all very interesting. So I adapt perhaps too easily. I don't know. I'm playing with this idea. And I, I also notice that a lot of highly sensitive people that I've met are also adaptable and are frequently people who are, uh, when other people find out that they identify as being sensitive, others say, whoa, I had no idea. You don't seem sensitive. You don't seem like your environment is bothering you. And that's like, well, no, because I've learned how, I've, I've watched you. I've watched everyone around me. And I've learned how to mimic calm. I know that when I'm standing in a crowded room and giving a speech, if I want to show someone that I'm relaxed, that I put my hands in my pockets, I consciously will make my shoulders, like my chest perk up a little bit and my shoulders relax. I will consciously tell myself, okay, Leah, you need to put on your neutral face. Now you need to put on your animated face. Every one of these mechanisms or behaviors or tics is conscious. I am engaging in that activity at every, you know, at every second. But I've gotten so used to doing that. I don't even know sometimes to what degree I'm pretending or to what degree it's simply that I'm, you know, having a conversation. It's that, like, embedded into my way of engaging in the world. So... I'm wondering, the first question, is it possible that highly sensitive people have become too adaptable? Can a person be too adaptable? There's a line that a gentleman that I truly admire uses quite frequently. He said, the best part about being a human being is that you can adapt to just about anything. But the worst part about human being a human being is that you can adapt and adjust to just about anything. So it's conceivable that you're adapting and adjusting to something that you need to get the hell out of. I have a tendency to stay in relationships too long. Uh, I will, I call it dead horse syndrome, I will take that horse and I will drag it across the Mojave Desert before I will let that horse go. I will try everything to revive the horse that is this relationship. And it's easy for me to subjugate my needs because sometimes I'm not even familiar with what my needs really are. Half the time, I, anytime something comes up that I want, I'm, I'm sort of playing with it and going, well, do I really want, do I just want it or do I need it? Is this something that I could do without? If so, well, then maybe I could keep going because it's not necessarily worth the conflict or the, the discomfort of change. And I don't know, most of the time it serves me really well because I'm, I, I, I experience my own self as being less attached to things. And when change sort of sideswipes me, I'm capable of bouncing back really quickly. Because it's like, well, that's just life happening. I don't take a whole lot of things personally. Uh, I can still get angry. I still have emotional responses. But in the larger picture of things, it's not common that I'll stand back and say, you were trying to hurt me. Most of the time, I'm digging deep and I'm trying to figure out, well, what was going on with you? What was happening just back there? Are you okay? Like what? To some extent, even observing a, a sociopath, I was watching television. Uh, there was a sociopath who was in prison who was being interviewed. And he was cold and 
calculating and he was even asked, do you think it would be a good idea for us to let you out? Would you say yes to being released if someone released you? And he said, well, yeah, I mean, of course I, I would. He said, well, do you think it's a, do you think we should let you out? And he answered bluntly and honestly, no, it's probably not a good idea. Uh, and he said, well, do you think you'd be able to stop your behavior? And he said, no. And that's why I think it's probably a bad idea. I mean, I understand that it's not behavior that the rest of the world wants of me. And no, I have no intention of stopping. And damn it all, there was some part of me that respected that. I mean, I don't want that out of prison. But that's what his system is made of. That's how it got put together. And it's not going to work for society at large. But, huh. Talk about a man who just really gets himself. On some level, he's probably smarter and perhaps even less dangerous than others. Because at least he knows he's a predator. At least he knows he's a menace to society. I mean, wow. How many people are out there thinking they're doing their do-gooders when in fact they're cutthroat and they're creating a lot of pain? So anyway, it's supposed to be about being adaptable. I can adapt my thoughts pretty quickly. I can adapt to uh, different people that are in the room with me with relative ease. Well, I don't know if I would say it's easy, but I do it quickly. Uh, I can adapt to new circumstances, so physical surroundings and circumstances. I, move, I, have, I moved a lot as a kid and I've continued to do so in adulthood. Uh, when I lost my job, I, I was working three jobs and one of the biggest sources of income I had uh, just sort of cut me off. And my response to that, well, it's a startup. I knew it was high risk and I moved on and it didn't, it didn't stick. I don't remember ever at any point going like, oh, this is really painful. It didn't hurt. And the reason I keep bringing it up, because I know I've brought it up in multiple uh, podcasts, so it's sort of like, really, Leah? Are you sure it didn't? Because you're still talking about it. But what it, it blew my mind that it didn't hurt. And I'm sort of like, whoa, that should have. When your livelihood is, is threatened, that should hurt a little bit. And it didn't. So the upside to this is that highly sensitive people are probably going to be very good at... Um, blending into their environment, producing when they need to, even despite the challenges that might be true for them. They're going to be probably empathetic, able to understand other people around them relatively easily most of the time. That's going to be some of the good juju that's involved in being a highly sensitive person. But the downside is when someone makes us stand still and says, yeah, but what do you want? I don't know if this is true for other highly sensitive people, but I can definitely say it's true for me. I don't always know how to answer that question. I, you know, especially given, it depends on the context. I mean, if someone says, do you want to go and get in traffic for two hours? I can pretty reliably say no. <laughs> like, no, I really don't. Uh, no, I don't want junk food because I, I don't feel good after I eat it. No, I don't want another drink. No, I don't want this experience. No, I don't want to... Uh, jump in bed with you, whatever, like that kind of stuff. I'm usually pretty good at saying, no, I'm not interested in that. But when it gets into that more subtle arena of, well, where, where do you want to eat at dinner? Um, how do you want to celebrate this? What do you want for the long term in your career? It's sort of like, well, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, there's lots of things that could go, uh, it could be unpredictable and so on. So there's got to be a middle path with all of this, right? On one hand, having the ability to adapt to your environment is a valuable skill. But having the ability to stand firm and say, no, no, but now you will not pass. 
this is the line. I'm drawing it in the sand, and you don't get to pass this line. It's not very often that I'm able, or that I find that I want to, and then am able to draw that line in the sand and really stand firm. I've been able to do it. I do it a lot with when it comes to my health. Like when I know that something is going to deplete me of all of my energy, I am able to sort of to really stand firm and say, no, I can't. It's not even that I want or don't want. It's I can't. I know myself well enough to know that if I try and engage in the world in that way, I'm going to diminish myself. And I'm not willing to do that. Not for you, not for anyone. So I am able to stand firm there. I was talking to a friend, a very close friend of mine, and, and we talked about you know, standing firm on integrity. To the best of my ability, I try and act with integrity. What I mean by that is I'm trying to be as honest as I possibly can at any given time, knowing that I might even lie to myself. So, I mean, I'm, I'm only being as honest as I can. And as on, I'm being as honest with you as I am with myself, in other words. And maybe I'm lying to myself, but as much information as I've got to give you, I'm going to give you. And I want to keep whatever my words are in alignment with my actions. So if I say I'm going to be there, I want to be the kind of person who's, who really does show up and doesn't just blow it off. So in my mind, that's integrity. It's when your words and your actions are in alignment. That kind of thing is really important to me. So I stand firm on that. But Something like integrity, what does that even mean? And my definition of it is constantly changing and adapting and evolving. As I'm saying all of this, I'm reminded of the film. Oh, sigh, I can't remember the name of it now. I want to say it's called Annihilation. Uh, and it's in the film, which you may or may not like. You go, the, the characters go into this it's sort of ecosystem and bubble that's it's foreign. It's clearly come from another planet and it's growing. And those who step into it don't seem to come back out. What they discover the problem is, is simply that once you step into it, it turns your, your DNA, it sort of fractals everything, including your own DNA. So you become, you evolve so quickly. Everything is so fluid that it's unstable. So I'm posing this question to highly sensitive people. Is it possible that we can be so adaptable that we become unstable? And is that part of why we struggle when we have so much stimulus, is we adapt so quickly that every new thing, now we're be almost a new person with every, with every new invitation into a new setting. We come into that setting and there's a new piece of information we integrate into our being and now, whoop, now I'm this person. And then the next thing happens and whoop, I'm this person. Or are we all doing that? Is that just healthy? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm just intrigued by the question. Here's what I can say. I've seen what a balanced version of this looks like. I've seen people who are open to new ideas, but still able to stand firm and say, no, I don't want to do that. I've seen people who are unapologetically themselves. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know if I'm there yet. I know... Um, just recently I was trying to film myself and I've been given feedback that uh, when I talk I can sound a little bit like I'm constantly on display or performing or whatever. Or I constantly sound friendly or sweet and upbeat and I listen to my own voice and I don't know if that's me. I, like, I want to hear my own voice recorded and spit back to me. There are times when I listen and I go, 
Jesus, is that what I sound like? Whoa. Like, that's not, that's not me. That's, uh, that's not how I sound in my own head. I'm way more grounded or way more neurotic or whatever it is that I identify with in the moment. So it's just, um, yeah, uh, I, I swear that this is, there is organization to this podcast, but in order to sort of give a summary of this, my first question that I'm posing to highly sensitive people, are we perhaps too adaptable? Is that one of our challenges? Because most of us tend to be very adaptive. Is there such a thing as being too adaptable? Number two, what does it look like to have balance between being open and adaptable on one hand, but being able to stand firm and be truly yourself on the other? And sort of parenthetical side note, what is me anyway? Who's the me in there? Are we all just constantly changing? I don't really know. And then finally, in terms of this idea of adaptability, what would it look like to engage in the world without fear of how the environment will respond? What would that feel like? You know, when I watched the movie, and I, I also read the book, so, you know, for my bookworms out there, calm down. Uh, Gone with the Wind. One of my, uh, there's Scarlett O'Hara, there's Melanie, there's Ashley, and there's Red Butler. So Scarlett is in love with Ashley. And unfortunately, Ashley is married to Melanie. And then Rhett Butler and Scarlett are constantly kind of having this love-hate relationship. You're not going to be quizzed on any of this. But there's plenty of instances where I've seen Scarlett, who's cutthroat, and she goes after what she wants. And she's not super apologetic about it. And to the extent that she is, she's only really apologetic when suddenly there's consequences for her. And then you have Melanie, who's perpetually sweet and always looking out for everyone around her. And for a really long time, there was a part of me that was, I don't want to say hated Melanie, but sort of, you know, that sort of repulsed or, or ugh, toward the character Melanie. And I think part of the reason for that is because I'm a Melanie. I'm the sweetheart. I'm the one who's soft. I'm the one who's always sort of saying, you know, it's okay, it's okay. And I used to, there have been times when I feel a little ashamed of that because this is a hard world, damn it, you've got to toughen up. But maybe that's not true. So this is where I'm going to, conclude for this this evening. Is it possible that being adaptable and being open and always leaving myself open for a line of inquiry and always being willing to challenge whatever my paradigm of thought is at any given moment, is that just who I am? And if I'm unwilling to relinquish that, is that in some way standing firm? I don't have the answers to any of these questions, but I really invite you to ponder them for yourself. Do you identify as a highly sensitive? And if you do, does any of this resonate for you or does this all sound like gobbledygook? Like, do you find yourself sitting back on occasion and thinking, God, I just, I, you, like, you feel like you might be too adaptable or you're always sort of bending depending on your environment. Do you feel like you do that to an extreme? And do you like that feature of yourself? Do you like that you're the, the one who's bending and being nimble and flexible? Or are there times that you kind of wish you were more firm? You were the, the redwood. Do you wish you were a Scarlett O'Hara sometimes who's not constantly being the sweet one? 
um, you know, how much, like, what is your point of view on all of this? And what do you stand for? What's like, for me, when I think about, okay, what's something that if I, like, I really stand for and I'm therefore unwilling to fall for just about to fall for anything. I stand for my own well-being, my own health. My health is really near and dear to my heart. I, I was a sickly kid and taking care of myself took a lot of work. And so I've gotten to this place where when people threaten my wellness, now I'm not saying if someone has a cold, like, you must go away. I'm talking about in terms of risky sexual behaviors. If someone comes up to me, I have no problem saying no with being assertive and like, nope, I'm not willing to do that thing. Uh, I'm talking about it in terms of, hey, you want to come out and stay out all night and stay here and we're going to be in a group and we're going to stay in this hotel room in Vegas and do all this stuff. And it's just like, no, I don't want to do that uh, at all. <laughs> like, Not even a little bit. I love you, but mm -mm. so when I know that like something really tight and sort of core to who I am is going to get threatened, I am willing to stand firm and say, mm-mm. And I know I'm willing to stand firm. Like, I stand for curiosity. I stand for, you know, life. I stand for looking at the world and being open to the possibility that I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Because I don't. I'm just smart enough to get that. I'm just smart enough to understand that despite all of the information I've gathered about being a highly sensitive person, I know nothing about what your experience is like being in your highly sensitive system. So I'd love to hear back from you. What is your experience and what do you stand for? And to what extent do you find yourself adapting quickly? Does that, you know, anyway, I'm going to stop asking questions. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a fabulous week. I really would love to hear from you. You can send me an email. You go to my uh, website, www.thehealthysensitive.com. Uh, send me a line. Always love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, have a great week. Bye-bye.